0: Hi there, I'm Jude, and welcome to the Hopeful Influence podcast. If you want a really definite podcast about how some strong leader type uh, thinks we should all lead, uh, then this is definitely not uh, for you. Now, what we're trying to do is to think and speak about God, um, hopefully in ways that make sense, always helps, uh, and to start the leadership conversation with what God is doing amongst us. The God revealed in Jesus Christ, uh, the God we know by the work of the Spirit, the God who has a great plan to bless the world uh, and who puts hope in our hearts uh, for the world as it should be. Exercising leadership, even leadership, is part of our journey into a God-shaped future. Hope it helps.
1: Hello and welcome to the Hopeful Influence podcast. My name is Matt and with me we have Jude and we have Taria. Nice to see you guys. Hello. Hey. Uh, and this is a podcast about Christian leadership, uh, hopefully positive Christian leadership, how we journey, how we do life together, what it looks like uh, for us. And we hope this is a really helpful uh, podcast in having those conversations Um in our lives and just uh, moving forward together uh, and so we thought For we're going to talk about loads of different topics aren't we to do with leadership and uh, to do with our own journeys and what we're looking at for the future for uh, different spheres of life um, politics education church different all different ways and uh, areas that you find leadership uh, but I guess episode one here we are it's new for all of us isn't it it might be helpful just to hear a bit about our story and our journey our positive experiences with leadership maybe our negative experiences that we're happy to talk about and for the whole world to hear about um and uh yeah i think hopefully that will show us all in the same boat won't it in the, in this life just trying to figure our way around and figure out what we're doing here but Jude, i wonder as you're the uh, the captain of the ship, you know. <laughs> I, I wondered if uh, you could share some of your your experience of leadership and your journey and and what that's looked like for you.
0: Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, happy to Matt. The uh, um, I mean, what would I say? I kind of feel like um. I mean, like like lots of folks, I guess I've been on. A, I've been on a personal journey with, with with leadership, thinking about leadership and trying to exercise some form of leadership. Um, and I do think that that leadership is is a problematic uh, word. Uh, I think it's problematic um, in the church. I think it's problematic um, just in 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 broader life, really, um, uh, because I think unavoidably it comes with. With, with connotations it raises questions of of power and of of authority uh, of how we structure our sort of human communities whether that's in a in a business setting you know line managers um you know people who sort of um uh, you know perhaps can, can hold authority exercise authority now uh, people who lead organizations who lead uh, groups and i think um I don't know. Maybe maybe it's sort of a cultural thing for us at the moment. But I think we are we we we, um, we can see the the results and the effects of of what we might call bad leadership. So I don't I mean how to define bad leadership. Don't know. But but something about you know lead, leaders who will um, take people in directions that are that are destructive, that are painful, that are disempowering. Uh, and people who might hold power uh, in ways that are, are unhelpful uh, for people and so my guess is that most of us have had some experiences of, of that personally of, of, of bad or destructive uh, forms of leadership and certainly when we look at the world around us and we're sort of sitting at the moment aren't we um, a month into the, um, the conflict in Ukraine and we, we're, we're just horrified by what we're reading about and what we're seeing um, and and uh, you know, behind that, I mean, there's, well, all sorts of things behind it. But one of the things that's behind that is um, would appear to be, um, you know, uh, small groups of, of of leaders who've who've made choices about um, initiating that that armed conflict and and are driven by um, uh, particular, uh, perhaps personal goals and objectives that that have led to something really quite destructive. Um, and so I think it's I think it's a problematic word. Um, and I think um, <clears throat> when I certainly for me as someone who's trying to um, uh, so vicar uh, ordained leader in the Church of England uh, sort of trying to help the church to be the church. That's sort of how I understand uh, my role. Perhaps most most centrally, um, uh, a significant part of what I, what I'm doing day to day really is trying to help people within our church. Um, exercise the influence within the church, uh, enable others to travel forward in their Christian journey, and for us as a whole church family, well. Um, and I think unavoidably that brings uh, yes into sort of dialogue with this the leadership question: mm-hmm. what does it look like? How do we inhabit it? How do we do it well? Um, and what I hear uh, consistently, and what I sense, and I might have one or two stories which I could throw in uh, a bit later, but what I, what I hear and what I, what I feel and what I sense from people is, is actually a resistance. Uh, often, a resistance to 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 to, to leadership, to in, to inhabiting uh, leadership roles, and I think that's often because we we carry negative, you know, that we we see and we we've experienced and we. We're concerned, you know, about how leadership is exercised, and, and one response to that is to sort of is to opt out and to sort of backtrack a little bit. I mean, I've had all sorts of positive experiences of leadership. I'll, I might throw one or two, one or two of those in uh, in a bit, but as a, as a starter, you know, I think that would be my first thought. I think it's problematic. Mm. Uh, the, the term is problematic. I think how we inhabit it is difficult, and I think there's, um, uh, I think people are. Uh, suspicious concerned and often opt out of more formalized uh, roles of leadership often for those uh, mm-hmm. for those reasons so i think we've got some got some challenges in redeeming the word and, and thinking about it well
1: yeah and i guess i don't know for me i found in my life there's like there's good times there's bad times there's good leaders there's bad leaders and that kind of like um can shape a long term part of your future that you step into and look into and I wondered to if there's any like thoughts or experiences you've had and, and what it's looked like for you and um and any examples of good leadership in your life that you've uh, experienced and have been helpful and any uh, not so good that you you think you've yeah. experienced
2: yeah that's a good question um so I think I first thought a bit more about the concept of leadership when I went to university and I was part of the Christian union and they just had a model of positive leadership where they saw that everyone um, in the Christian union had the ability to be a leader um, and would just give away so many leadership opportunities to everyone mm. We try and see the gifts and abilities that people bring to the table um, and allow them to exercise influence in that way um, so I think that was really positive for me because it made me look at the gifts or the skills that I have and, and think more about how I can use that in, in leadership. Um, and I love that idea of you know there not being one cookie cut model of leadership that people have to follow, but that um, yeah everyone has the capacity to lead. everyone has the capacity to move people from A to B. Um, so I learned that pretty soon on in my university time. Mm-hmm. And then I also got involved in a charity called Just Love, um, which I worked worked for the charity after uni as well. But they really did some excellent teaching on leadership. Um, and I came across so many leaders within that sphere who exercised humility within leadership, who um, sought to just give responsibility away and... Yeah, I think they really just tried to come back to the core of biblical leadership, which is all about sacrifice, all about the other, uh, mm-hmm. rather than a lot of leadership in, I guess, a more secular sense, which is about kind of gaining authority, gaining power, all about um, that one person. Whereas the leadership that I saw in Just Love was all about, yeah, giving away um becoming the last person and service Mm. um and I think that that has really helped to to shape how I am today um in areas that I lead always thinking how can I (laughs) yes, serve others the best that I can Mm. um so yeah those are probably some positive uh examples for me yeah
1: that's brilliant I remember um for me I had a sports coach when I was a teenager and I had a you know, that was the opposite of that, not how can I serve well, but it was how can I get the most out of maths, you know, which mm-hmm. sometimes is is what you want. You want to get the most out of someone, but then it turned into a more negative, um, you know, manipulative experience for me where actually for years of my life, I, I kind of dealt with and had to deal with some of those negative experiences of leadership and not really knowing what that was and what that looked like for my life and so there's there's different things that happen in our lives and different ways that we experience these things isn't there but um but how how do we redeem this dude how how do we redeem this word that has problems with it um and some of the experiences that we've had what what do we do with it
0: well, I think um, <clears throat> I mean I think I think uh, as T was saying, sort of you know, really grappling with with concepts of biblical leadership uh, is, is the sort of probably the go-to and the starting point. And what is God doing in and through our leadership? What what are the God shapes to that leadership? And I mean that's a huge conversation. I mean there's loads of great resources out there uh, to help with that. I think I think one of the things that I'd probably maybe at the outset that I'd want to chuck in again i thought to you, just some of your language too which is so helpful where you talks about you know the other leadership that focuses on the other and um uh, one, one picture that i sometimes find helpful is that you know, we don't. Um, we we don't fully. Well, gosh, uh, we don't. You know, the the concept of the Trinity—that God, Father, Son, Spirit—we are limited, shall we say, in our understandings of of what that means. And and and, and of course, you know, the, the mysteries of God are ultimately um, beyond us in that sense. But but in some sense, we do understand, and we we, we can see that that within the oneness of God, there is this relational. Uh, quality and and Father Son and Spirit, um, C.S. Lewis, you know, painted the picture, didn't he, of, of the dance that's happening within the Godhead and and how the the the, the persons um, within the Godhead are oriented towards one another, and that in, in a dance of love, there's a moving towards and a moving around and a moving with, uh, no one person at the centre. Um, but a sort of mutual giving and receiving, a mutual sort of orbiting of one another, um, and I think I, I personally find that quite a, a sort of helpful image that I sort of hold on to when I when I think a bit about leadership, because I think the um, one of the, the the temptations of sort of um, uh, uh, you know in, in our fallen sense is that actually we want to be at the centre. Um, and that we ultimately we want to almost have the sort of um, the, the divine place ourselves to the exclusion of others. And so, what I think can happen—one of the sort of fundamental theologically fundamental things that goes wrong in leadership—is when we we sort of uh, push ourselves to the centre, and we want others to orbit us, and we want you know the agenda, our people, our followers, uh, the activities we're involved in, the decision making to revolve around us with us as the sort of centre directing those things. And, of course, that's that's contrary to this, this mutuality that we see within the Godhead, Father, Son, and Spirit working together, um, orbiting one another, looking to the other. And so I, I think sort of as a starting thought, and we might talk a bit about movement and renewal and transformation and all these good things that can emerge as leadership gets executed. But as we hold leadership, I think there is this... Um, and this the Christian invitation, the sort of the, the sort of biblical picture um, that we get is is of a, of a posture that is about enabling others, and working with and 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 orbiting not not others necessarily, others sort of exclusively orbiting us by any means, but a sort of togetherness of moving towards and with and around, listening to, learning from. As we move forward, as we journey uh, together, the, the, those are the sort of um, as we inhabit, you know, any forms of leadership. It's that uh, there's a posture there, this other person-centered posture that I think God invites us to to to, um, um, to inhabit. Now, actually, living that creates all sorts of challenges because suddenly you are laying down control. You're laying down. Um, uh, sort of direction and authority, and and making space for others to pick some of those things up, and and so there is that mutuality. So I think it's difficult, incredibly difficult. You know, stretches us almost beyond ourselves. Um, but I think there are things we can grab hold of that will help us. So that would be my first, my first thought, if you like.
1: Sometimes we there are people that don't really like the word leadership, mm. and I like what you said there. About um, a posture of enabling others, like that—that that is a great little line. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I wonder if um, you know that—that's the way we look at leadership. Then that's our posture to enable others. And I know you have some stories about people in the past who have struggled with that word leadership. And I wonder if you mind talking about that and telling that story. But I guess that's what you're—you're you're trying. For them to step into is that mm. yeah i think that's right
0: others? i think yeah i think that's right I mean, I mean one thing i mentioned um in in the book really was, was just an example where a couple of folks in our church community sort of came to talk about exactly that really enabling others and they were part of a particularly, particularly demographic group, and they were sort of wanting to create more space for that group to sort of invest in relationships with one another, and um, had all sorts of ideas about how that could take shape. And it was a real, a real heart of of you know how do we enable something good, uh, something which others can can actually shape and not just participate in, but you know room to kind of. Uh, to shape for themselves and it was a really lovely vision and and as i listened to these two folks talk i was really inspired and and, and i sort of uh foolishly perhaps i um i said uh you yeah, know this is wonderful you, you two just you got there's such great leadership here that you're exercising i just it'd be really amazing if you two could 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 help to lead yeah. you know this, this this particular group of folks and and, and their reaction was, was amazing because it was really clear that I'd I just pressed some button. Just by using the word leadership and, and to lead, I'd, I'd press this button where suddenly what they, were, what they were hearing from me, what they were perceiving, I guess, from what I was saying, was suddenly much more about authority and control and um, you, you're now in charge or, or something, a real negative sense and like oh you know and 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 you know and they made it really clear to me that they <laughs> they didn't want to be leaders uh, that, that that this leadership thing was not for them and um and, and I guess the this, this sort of sadness for me in that conversation was that you know we, I felt we were using this language of leadership but meaning different things mm. um and you know that again it's this this sort of perception of what 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 um You know what we mean by leadership, what the expectations are, how that's going to work itself out, and and our perceptions of that were very different, Mm -hmm. and so there was a disconnect there, and sort of somehow managed to rescue the situation. But I think it's I think I think it is um, is, as you say that that sort of enabling of others, making space for, um, helping uh, facilitating, um,
1: yeah, that that's that's at the heart of it really. Mm. Is that why this term influence is Maybe more of a helpful term than leadership, because influence is something that we can all see mm. that we have positive and negative um, experiences of. But at the same time, that we see, oh, I have, I have a simple influence on mm. the way my shopping list is done. You know, at the mo- you know a really simple thing. But at the same time, I might have more, some more influence mm. in other areas that has more weight to it. Is that why this word is more?
0: I think I mean I'm, I'm interested in T's opinion on, on how palatable, that, with the word influences versus leadership. Um, just just from a, a um, again sort of you know in the flow of the, of the of the book as a sort of exploring the role of influence, I sort of leaned on this um, uh, secular sociologist Bernard Bass, who, who basically argues that. Um, from a sort of sociological perspective that the thing that we call leadership this 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 event this this, this thing that occurs when, when we help other people as T said sort of move from A to B um, uh, he argues that, that that is best understood uh, in sociological terms as, as influence because you, you, you're um, you're almost creating the possibility uh, for somebody and, and and somebody is responding positively to that that creation of possibility, so um, uh, so I, I think it's I think it's an accurate I, I think I think influence is an accurate sort of um, way of talking about what what's happening uh, in leadership, mm. but I think I think it's more pal- I think it is more palatable as well. I mean, I, you, I don't know what you think about it's just the language of influence and how helpful that is, but yeah,
2: I mean, one thing that I'm thinking of now is uh, in. I guess kind of Gen Z, younger generations, their idea of influences, particularly on a social media platform and how they understand that. Um, yeah, I think influence can be a more helpful term just so then people are more likely to see themselves as uh, having you know, some influence over someone else. And Matt, I loved your example of <laughs> having influence over your shopping list because <laughs> every day we have influences over small yeah. things. Um, whereas I think leadership just sounds like such a big and weighty term, and maybe influence is a bit more like on the ground level can understand how that works out. Yeah, I think also for maybe more marginalized groups, leadership is quite a painful word or. Um, Yeah, I guess even for myself being a female person of color, the idea of being a leader feels a bit far away because Mm. what society deems as being a good leader is potentially like a a white male. Um, And so influence might just be a term that is a bit more palatable in in that sense because, Mm. yeah, like leadership already holds, um, yeah, like a stereotype or something that feels really distant. yeah, so I'd probably say influence is, is a good way to go.
0: It's interesting that the um uh, in the New Testament, uh, you know the the, the sort of the, the colloquial the, the, the common use of the term leadership in, in in Greek um is archon, and and the New Testament uh, deliberately seems to avoid uh, the use of the word archon when it talks about um, roles within the life of the church. It is just interesting that, that it does that, and um, and I think. Well, I think well, one, probably the most central reason for that, I suspect, is because uh, the New Testament wants to make it really clear that there is only one leader uh, within mm. the church, and that's the person of Jesus Christ at work in the church by his spirit. And so we respond to the leading and the prompting of God. Revealed in Christ, uh, manifest and at work uh, by His Spirit, and so I think that's that's the sort of controlling picture, if you like, within the New Testament. So I think that's one of the reasons. I think the other reason is that the um, probably uh, is that we we as we create structures of human community. So I don't know, you know, in, in the workplace you have line management, you have a head of maybe a, a business area, or um we, we we carve out these roles um <laughs> that have particular responsibilities. And um I think what immediately can can happen then is there is the the temptation to you for, for, for power plays uh to to become a uh, manifest and to get sort of woven into those roles. And on one sense, I mean power power is a sort of, you know, fairly um amoral thing. You know, it's, it's what you do with power is, is is the question. You know, you can use a force for good, force for ill. Um the question is how you use that that power. But I think the um, we formalize the, these these leadership structures and that's where i think sometimes things can begin to go wrong so rather than as we occupy those positions um i think as christian people and we'll we'll sort of try and unpack this i guess as we go go on with the, with the podcast but you know we try and to exercise our influence in, in 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 christian ways in ways as we'll explore i think that are properly hopeful and trying to be aligned with with God's our kingdom uh, growing and increasing in the, in the world around us. Um, but the temptation is to, um, uh, in, in our natural sense, is to then start to sort of grab hold of of, of power and authority and control in, in those roles. And so um, I think that's that's probably another reason why the Bible doesn't tend to use the word archon or doesn't use the word archon in, in the New Testament and it is also connected to why we've just got to be so careful with with the term, and and, and perhaps why just going back to influence again, again, it sort of just helps to remind us well, what's what is actually happening? You know, we're, we're creating space, we're creating opportunity for people to make different choices to move uh, forwards, yeah. um, hopefully into the, the into sort of God shaped future, into ways that are healthy and wholesome
1: and right and good and and, and all the rest. So, yeah. yeah. I love that term, helping others move into a God shaped future.
2: So nice. It's good,
1: isn't it? It's great. It's good. Isn't it? It's something to aspire to <laughs> and that we can hold on to together. I think it's really great. So, to you you had a great experience in setting up Just Love Liverpool and being involved with that and seeing that God shaped future and investing in others and making that God shaped future happen. Could you tell us a bit more about that, what that looked like, how the journey? was for you?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So just to frame this a bit, um, Just Love's vision is to empower and inspire students to pursue the biblical called social justice. Um, so the charity basically believes that currently within the church, we are quite focused on evangelism and mission in terms of telling others about Jesus, but uh, we need to marry that with Um, social justice and care for the poor, care for the marginalized and you know if you look in the Bible we just see all throughout that that Jesus has that concern, that God has that concern for the least and the lost in society Um, and at university my husband and I had that real passion to, to inspire our Christian students our friends, to, to pursue that, to marry evangelism with with justice. Um, and so we set up a branch of Just Love in Liverpool. And it was just a phenomenal experience because we um, had to go about building a team of people to come um, and to yet yeah, be on, on the committee and uh, find a team of people with diverse skills and experiences so that our team was really well-rounded. Um, John and I are <laughs> more... Like visionary type people, so we needed to make sure that we had people on the team who were good at admin, who were good at getting things done, um, and just forming that team was special because we realised that um, yeah, in order to to bring others into that kind of visionary, that that picture of what um, the church could look like and what student um, student society could look like, um, yeah, it was just it was just really. Exciting having that diverse team in in order to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I think we just saw some really incredible things happening, the types of events that we put on. um, Yeah, getting people in from various charities such as IJM to talk about um, justice and the important things that they were seeing done in countries around the world and how Christians could really have an influence Mm -hmm. over that and make a real difference in society. And yeah, we we just spoke a lot about good leadership as well as part of Just Love and helping people to see that in whatever sphere of society they're in, whether that's in medicine or in schools or yeah, business, local politics, that actually their leadership and their influence can be used for the good, can be used for for justice. Um, And yeah, I mean, Just Love is still going today still impacting students still making a difference and it's just really exciting that 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 charity is enabling people to point towards a god-shaped future where justice mm-hmm. is at, at the center of that um so yeah it was a real a real privilege to be involved in that
0: yeah I find that inspiring. and obviously I I knew you T and you and John when and you were sort of birthing that and being part of the team uh, that, that sort of birthed it and um it really felt like you just you had this really clear vision of what could be mm. and and it was sort of motivated by this this sense of of an absence sort of in mm. the present of of good um as you say sort of broad missional understanding that yes you know Mission is about sharing uh, the knowledge and love of Jesus uh, particularly with people but but also about uh living out God's heart for the for, for, for people who are the marginalized the oppressed the poor in our societies and and how those two things are ultimately wedded uh you know in in the biblical narrative and and um and so it felt like you'd sort of you'd caught something you' caught a vision of something and then there was this sort of communicating and you know you weren't Arm-twisting people into something, but you were just sort of relentless, really, in the way you just kept on, you know, with with with. There's a vision for something good here sure. and something important, and um I, I mean, tremendously inspiring. I mean, it kind of all kind of gone. Well, I obviously I know a bit of the detail, but it didn't all go sort of perfectly swimmingly. Did it? I mean, there were challenges along the way, but how you how you built that? I mean, did you feel like? I mean, you must have learned so much on that sort of journey about, you know, drawing people in, casting vision, mm-hmm. enabling, equipping. Any particular sort of just takeaways that you'd sort of hold on to from that experience? Or
2: Yeah, I think certainly in terms of communicating a vision, the the core thing that you want to get across in doing that is the what if question. So what if we gathered together as students? What if we used our resources for good? Then what what could we see? Um and so, yeah, I learned so much about how to articulate a really exciting vision that people wanted to be a part of. Um, I also learned a lot about walking alongside people who are completely different to me. So uh, people who have gifts and strengths in, yeah, I don't know, like detailsy organisation or, um, yeah, yeah, admin and helping them to see how those gifts can be used, used for justice too. Um, not just the typical... Um, yeah like frontline stuff but actually what does it look like to do justice behind the scenes and casting a vision that that is still just as important as as um yeah like communicating at the front or hosting an event stuff like that yeah and I, I think I just really developed a good theology as well around justice and um yeah my understanding of God and who he is really came to the fore in that too uh, and I loved being able to inspire others in that and call them into more of, yeah, that, that God-shaped mm. future. Mm. Um, and the
0: picture yeah. I get as you describe that is like, you know, again, we, as we talked about earlier, the, the worst of sort of leadership is this sort of heavy, oppressive, directional, you know, potentially sort of coercive uh, behaviour. Yeah. And, and yet what you're sort of describing is this sort of hopeful optimistic vision of what mm. could be possible mm. and, and the reasons why that's important and why God might be you know involved in that in wanting to make that that possibility a reality and that as you've communicated that and as you've created space as a community actually because there was a a group of you wasn't there that were involved really right from the other As you've created space together to dream together to imagine together you know it's that sort of you know tapping into that sort of Those God shaped possibilities and that ultimately, that God shaped vision that that it's the energy and that's the driver. It's not the arm twisting or the, you know, Mm. could you do that because I really need you to do it. It's actually we're in this because we believe in what we're trying to achieve. And I just think there's there's such tremendous Mm. power in that. And like, Mm -hmm. you know, surely that's what we're scratching when we talk about Christian leadership, the distinctives of Christian leadership. Surely that's what we're scratching against. You know, this is, you know, a a force that is not. Yeah, that is is not just some expression of human power or control, but it's something much greater and much bigger than us. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, and something I'd probably add to that as well was that I think sometimes leaders have a vision of where they want to go and then they get people to fit into that vision. Whereas with Just Love and in my experiences, it's so much better when you go to the people and say, what do you want to bring to the table? What do you want to do? And helping them to enact that vision and enact that change um and I think there are are differences between those two modes of of this is what I personally want to do and you're going to fit in with that rather than saying to to people yeah like what do you want to see what do what do you want to do um yeah which I found helpful and, and that
0: lastly, that sort of consultative leadership yeah. i mean that's i mean it'd be good to sort of dig into that because obviously that's a that's can be a longer process mm. you know it can you know there can be some navigating you know differences of opinion figuring all that stuff out so i'm sure there's plenty more to sort of reflect on and talk about as we sort of you know as we go forward with that kind of those kind of ideas yeah definitely
1: but i think um You know, coming out from this, it's given us a real direction of, you know, thinking of a God-shaped future for others. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that is really what we want to be holding on to as we think about leadership and as we think about influence and we think about our own journeys forward. I guess that's a, um, a good true north for us to be stepping into and stepping forward through. See, I wonder if you could pray for us, pray for uh, us here in the room, pray for those listening, wherever they're at, while we grapple with leadership and influence and what it looks like for our, our own lives. As we come to an end, I wonder if you fancy praying for us.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Let's pray. Dear God, we thank you for the model of leadership, of influence that you give in the Bible. Um, And we just thank you so much for this space on this podcast to grapple with these ideas, to dream big and think more about what this this God-shaped future can look like. Um, we just pray that for our listeners that this would be the start of a really helpful journey as we continue in the next few episodes lord um and yeah we just we just give this podcast this space and our discussions to you amen
1: mm. oh, amen so good so good so next time we're going to be t- look having a look at why we think about theology why it's important to hold theology in our thoughts when I'm talking about influence while talking about leadership as well but until then we hope you have a a great week we hope this has been a really helpful uh, episode we will uh, see you again soon